News Talk 1110-993-WBT, hour number two, the Pete Callender Show, Callender with a K. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Those are the phone numbers. You can also email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. So, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson attended the NRA's annual leadership summit over the weekend. Democrats pounced. They seized on the appearance, you might say, in order to attack Robinson uh, for uh, being a Second Amendment defender or something. Here is how Emily Mickelson wrote it up at MyFox8.com. Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson attended the Leadership Summit in Tuesday over the weekend, so I'm not really sure what that was about. But anyway, um, in spite of pleading from parents and fellow politicians to reconsider his speaking engagement in the week of, uh, in the wake of, sorry, sorry, she does say, in the wake of the Uvalde mass shooting that killed 21, including 19 children. All right, so let's break this sentence down. As a wordsmith, I'm critiquing a wordsmith. Well, I mean, she's in television, so I mean, that's... oh, I kid, I kid the TV people. Um, all right, so Lieutenant Governor Robinson attended the summit in spite of pleading from parents and fellow politicians to reconsider. Who are the parents? Who are the politicians? Who is asking him, pleading with him, don't go? And why? Don't you think that would be important? I think that would be important to know. Because they may not be making those pleadings in good faith. They may just be, you know, seizing, pouncing for partisan benefit. Robinson, you know, is a board member for the NRA. And the NRA according to the MyFox8.com story, has embraced his championing of guns since before his political career even properly began. (laughs) Uh, It launched his political career. The gun talk launched his political career. That's why he's our lieutenant governor. Nobody would have known who that guy was, who Mark Robinson was, If that video did not go viral, he never would have probably run for office had he not had the viral video from his Greensboro City Council meeting where he showed up after work and talked about, I'm the majority, I'm the law abiding citizen, gun owning citizen that you guys are trying to punish for the actions of the criminals, With Robinson's viral remarks at a Greensboro City Council meeting, uh, then got put into a uh, NRA commercial. The NRA has been under intense scrutiny moving forward with their planned summit. Only a few hours away from where a community has been shaken by extreme gun violence. All right, so let's break that sentence down. The NRA has been under intense scrutiny. By whom? Who's intensely scrutinizing the NRA? Uh, Let me guess. Is it the people who hate the NRA? No, really? So in other words, they're taking another opportunity. They're they're pouncing. They're seizing, if you will, an opportunity to make the same arguments that they have always been making about the NRA. They just think now other people will be more receptive to the arguments 
because they are emotional because of this shooting that occurred only a few hours away. And I mentioned this in the last hour. The location, the proximity does not make the argument more compelling. I understand why it creates this nice turn of phrase for the for the writer here, for the reporter. But it, it the NRA holding its convention or its summit, whatever you want to call this thing. Uh, and I am not a member of the NRA, by the way. I'm not a member of the NRA. And uh, but I can still like point out that the location of the thing is not really germane to the arguments at play. Okay. Uh, next up here, other speakers canceled their appearance. Governor Greg Abbott sent a recorded message. <gasps> oh, my gosh, a recorded message? Do you think maybe there's a bit of a uh, different standard between the governor of the state where the attack occurred versus a lieutenant governor who's an NRA board member from the other side of the country? Do you think maybe there's a difference in the calculation there as to what? I think so. The North Carolina, um, oh, sorry, he say, uh, the, goes on to say, do, 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 do. Robinson stayed on the docket deriding the, quote, leftists back home who asked him to reconsider. Okay, first off, they did not ask him to reconsider. They demanded he reconsider. They, they demanded that he not attend, knowing that he would attend, and then they can cast him as a person who celebrates the murder of children. That's what they're, the, the people who, actually celebrate the murder of children via abortion rights. They now are accusing other people of celebrating the murder of children, which of course second amendment defenders do not celebrate the murder of children. It's the most grotesque smear that the left engages in, but they do it very often and they get a pass by the media because generally speaking, the media tends to agree with their, uh, their political philosophy on this. The North Carolina Democratic Party then released a letter signed by over 700 parents and several members of the state legislature. (gasps) Gee, what party do you think they might be from? That was addressed to Lieutenant Governor, urging him to reconsider attending and accusing him of being beholden to the NRA instead of North Carolina's children. So there you go. Urging him to reconsider. Please, 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 you monster. You absolute monster who hates children and wants them all to die. Please listen to us. Take our advice. We only want what's best for you, you monster. Quote, how many children do you need to see gunned down, communities torn apart, lives upended before you'll finally decide to put lives ahead of the gun lobby? That's from the letter. Totally good faith letter. Obviously so. Really designed to to try to win him over, right? Oh, yeah, you could totally tell. They go on to say in their letter, Republican leaders like yourself continue to make it clear they callously care more about keeping money in the pockets of gun manufacturers and the gun lobby than dead children. When will it end? As I said, it's the most grotesque smear that the left engages in in the aftermath of every school shooting. They pounce on the school shootings. They seize on them in order to advance the ball towards what they want, which is gun confiscation. That's what a mandatory buyback is. That's what it is. Canada's getting ready to go forward with it, right? They got some, they haven't done it yet. It's, it's a bill that's been introduced, which is probably going to rob a lot of leftists in America of their argument. I mean, they're actually the hardest hit here. Well, I mean, aside from the gun owner class, 
whatever that might be, in Canada, right? Because think about it. Whenever you hear arguments from the American left, from the gun-grabby American left, they always cite Canada. Oh, look at all the guns they have up there. We just want some common sense reforms and all this. And now you got Canada looking to advance the ball towards what? Confiscation. Mandatory buybacks. Again, I point out you cannot buy back that which you did not sell. So it's a confiscation. You have to turn it in. Now, they'll give you some change for it, but give you some money. But that's what they're requiring. And then they're going to put, you know, under penalty of law, attached to all of those types of efforts. That's what the left wants. And look, if, if you want that, please run the constitutional amendment. That's the way you unwind this thing. Y'all should do it. Seriously, you should do it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I've got audio from Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson's speech at the NRA. We'll play that in a minute. First, let me get Jerry on real quick. Hey, Jerry, welcome to the show. Hey, Pete, how are you? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Um, two things real quick. Um, kind of along the lines of what the media chooses to cover, there had been mention early on about how this kid got the money, which was, I guess, a couple of thousands of dollars, to buy the um, sophisticated uh, weapons that he did. Haven't heard a word about that. Where did he get that money? Don't know. I asked that last week. I don't know how he was able to afford if the photos of the weapons that he posted were his. Uh, you're talking, you know, five grand worth of just the weaponry, not not counting the body armor, not counting uh, the uh, the ammunition that he had that thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Where did it come right. from? Also, not uh, nobody's interested to find out where is he from? I know they say he was he came to Texas from Nebraska, but that's it. That is that where he's from? I don't know. The the whole the whole thing is very peculiar. Also, just I mean, as an aside, because I forgot about the body armor. Shouldn't shouldn't that be like a red flag to somebody that when somebody anybody is purchasing body armor? Uh, the second point I wanted to make really quickly, I don't think I've heard anybody um, address the one element that we we haven't talked about a lot in this is the judiciary, the role that judges play. And it, to me, it's twofold. Judges who give light, um, light sentences or um, don't want to pursue prosecutions in the first place. And then we get into the, the whole slippery slope issue about whether... Um, I don't. I can't think of the word, but prosecutions would be pursued against people who kind of um, out of malice, not really based on you know the fact that they're a gun owner, um, and and that concerns me. I got you, Jerry. I got to run. I want to. I got to get the audio uh, from uh, Mark Robinson started here. I appreciate the call. Good to talk with you. This is Mark Robinson at the NRA this weekend. Many of you will recognize our next speaker from his now famous "I Am the Majority." impromptu speech before the Greensboro City Council. It was during that speech that he said when the second, quote, when the Second Amendment was written, whether the framers liked it or not, they wrote it for everybody and I am everybody. And the law-abiding citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights and we want to keep our rights And by God, we're going to keep them come hell or high water. And since that speech, 
He has fought with as much conviction and passion as anybody in defense of our constitutional rights and freedoms. It is my distinct pleasure to introduce to you this unwavering champion of the Second Amendment. Please welcome my friend, NRA board member and Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. Thank you for that great introduction. And as always, we thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for giving us all the wonderful blessings that we have. Without him, this nation would be, not be what it is. So we give him thanks uh, first and foremost for all of those wonderful blessings. Well, let me say first off that my heart is broken for the people of Uvalde. Those parents who lost children, those loved ones, all those friends, neighbors who were suffering. You know, I'm reminded of the words of Abraham Lincoln when he said to Mrs. Bixby, who had lost five sons in war, how weak and fruitless any words of his must be to try to comfort her. And it's the same here. I can't imagine the horror, the tragedy, having your child go off to school and then see them no more alive. Breaks my heart, absolutely. And when I heard about it, I shed tears, I did. When I look at my own grandchildren, my grandchildren are about that age. And I can't help but think, what if it was one of mine? How heartbroken I would be. The pain that would be in my household today. The pain that's in those households right now. So I paused, I took a breath, and I said a prayer. Because that's what we need right now. That's what those families need right now. They need comfort. They need strength. They need wisdom. They need someone who actually cares about what they are going through. And that's what we need to give them. All right, so Mark Robinson began his speech at the NRA uh, summit, the leadership summit over the weekend, just like that. I will play the rest of it after uh, the newscast here. But uh, the the governor of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, pounced on those remarks, as well as remarks that he made at the scare quotes prayer breakfast. I call it that because in multiple references I see in media reports about a prayer breakfast that was held on Sunday morning that Robinson led the uh, prayer breakfast. He was a keynote speaker at it as well. And uh, I see it in the, uh, I believe it's the Charlotte Observer, uh, also here at My Fox 8. They call it a prayer breakfast, but they put, they put prayer breakfast in quotes, scare quotes. It's not really a prayer breakfast. It's something else. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So we join uh, the rest of Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson's speech at the NRA summit in Texas over the weekend. He started with the opening prayer and condolences for victims of the mass shooting in Uvalde, uh, and then he pivots. But you know, when I look at my grandchildren, I am also reminded of why I am a law-abiding, armed, patriotic American. I'm reminded of why I believe in the premise of our Second Amendment when I look at those babies. 
I'm reminded why our framers put it in our Constitution that in this nation, you are not the second responder, you are the first responder. And that you have an absolute duty and a right to stand up and protect your home from any enemy, foreign or domestic. And so, I am here today, much to the chagrin of many of the leftists back home in my state, who thought I should cower and stay home and not come here and continue to protect that right for those law-abiding citizens back home in North Carolina and for the law-abiding citizens of this nation. Because here it is, here it is. Everybody says, what do we do? What do we do? How do we stop this? What do we do? The answer is not simple, but there is a simple starting point. And here it is, secure our schools. Stop waffling and wavering and acting confused that you don't understand what the problem is. You have defunded the police, de derided the police, and you have left our schools as soft targets. And you continue to do so, and as such, we need to defend and secure our schools. We need to make as much of an investment in securing our children as we do our airports. We need to make as much of an investment in securing our children as we do our banks and our money. And hear me when I say this leftist politicians in Washington, D.C. We need to make as much of an invested investment protecting our children as the American people do in protecting you. You spare no expense buying every weapon known to man buying every metal detector known to man, every modern convenience you have it at your disposal to protect you behind the walls that you live in. But you are bound and determined to leave our children defenseless. And now you are bound and determined to, to leave the law-abiding patriotic citizens of this nation unarmed and defenseless. Well, I'm here to tell you right now, Get your pencils out, lick them, and get ready to write this down. It is not going to happen. We are not going to go off into that good night without standing up for our rights. It's time for the law-abiding American patriot in this nation to stand up and say, hell no, we will not go and you will not take them and we will continue to stand strong for what we know is right. We will protect ourselves. We will protect our children. And we will protect the freedoms that God has given us and that has been enshrined in our constitution. We will not lay down. You hear me when I say this. Hear me when I say this, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and any other leftist communist Marxist out there. What I need for you to do is do this. I need for you to take these two fingers stick them in your ears and clean the stuff out of them. 
and hear us all as we say in unison, shall not be infringed, will not be infringed. We will not allow you to strip us of our rights so that you can bring us to our knees because we know what your machinations are. You see, we've seen this movie before. We've seen it. We saw it in a place called Russia. We saw it in a place called Germany. We saw it in a place called China. We saw it in a place called Cambodia and Vietnam. And we saw it most recently in a place called Venezuela. When the people are disarmed and the government have all the guns and all the power, they always become despotic. Well, not in this nation. You will not tap dance on the graves of these children to disarm the people of this nation. In fact, if you put as much energy into doing that as you do with that political tap dance, into securing these schools and shoring them up and stop making excuses, Mike could make a dent on this. So guys, here's what I'm gonna leave with you today. Don't be afraid. When the newspaper asked me before I left home, was I coming to the NRA convention? My answer was yes. And the reason why I was going was to defend the rights of law-abiding citizens in my state and across this nation. Because guys, it's time for us to stand up and push back. The lies that have been told and continue to be told are not only threatening to strip our rights away from us, they are literally causing life to be lost on the streets. See down in Uvalde, Beto O'Rourke didn't care about those children. He was willing to spit, on, spit in their faces for political purposes. The news media, the news media stands silent. When children are killed in Chicago at genocidal rates, they stand silent. But as soon as they take a chance, as soon as they see a chance, take a shot at their political enemies. They're Johnny on the spot and they're right there ready to do it. Well, we need to be bold. We need to stand up because on this side, we have the solutions. And it's time for us to start pushing those solutions. And it starts with protecting our children in our schools. Time for messing around is over, folks. And the time for blaming law-abiding citizens should have never begun. It is time to put the blame where it goes which is at the shooter's feet. And it's time to look towards those ineffective elected officials who refuse to move and do the right thing, but instead take the easy way out. If any way out, it needs to be them out of office. And we need to replace them with some law-abiding folks that are gonna stand up for us. So guys, don't be weary in well-doing and do not be afraid to stand up for what's right. Because what we're standing up for indeed is right. Stand strong, stand brave, stand, stand proud. Do not back down and never forget, shall not be in friends. That is our motto and that's what we will fight for. God bless you all. God bless Texas. God bless North Carolina. And God bless the United States of America. Thank you. So in case there are folks that are out there and they don't understand why Robinson went and spoke and why he said what he said, he told you why. It's important to protect Second Amendment rights that are under assault right now in the wake of a shooting. And why is it important to protect those rights? 
for the original intent, which is to guard the population against tyranny. He outlines his argument. How about you address that argument? Right? How about you address that argument? News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I will say this. If you want to call and discuss something with me, you can call and discuss it with me. Bernie, producer Bernie is not here to act as a call screener for you. He's paid to act as a call screener for me. Just want to throw that out there. Um, You know who I'm talking to. All right. Uh, The Charlotte Observer. They were also the uh, the other entity that employed these scare quotes around the word prayer breakfast at the NRA event. They called it a three-day spectacle. So you know they're not fans of the NRA. Uh, After Tuesday's this is the editorial board, and it's totally different than all of the reporters. None of the, it's a wall between the two entities. After Tuesday's shooting, several other speakers, including the governor and lieutenant governor of Texas, had the sense to cancel their scheduled appearances at the NRA event. But they did a recorded video. They still addressed the convention, but they had other duties elsewhere in the state, given, you know, the catastrophe that had occurred. But they go on to say Robinson never won, Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, never won to pass up an opportunity to call attention to himself, did not. So, again, here is the ascribing of motive. This is what the Observer editor, uh, editors, the editorial board, this is what they excel at. They can detect and decipher and divine every motive of a Republican, and it's always bad, by the way. Always bad. One of the blind spots they have, though, it's a real weakness, is they are unable to detect any political machinations or motivations among Democrats. I know you you get blessed with only one. You're only able to see the political motivations of one. Governor Roy Cooper then tweeted out a clip from the prayer breakfast, from, from, the, from the scare quote prayer breakfast, the scare prayer breakfast, I call it, um, he tweeted out this video clip, and then he made a comment on the tweet. Here's the uh, here's the clip of Mark Robinson that the governor, Roy Cooper, a Democrat, tweeted out. Well, I tell anybody, I don't have, I got them AR-15s at home, and I like to go target shooting and all that, but that's not what they're there for. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm probably not supposed to say it, but <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. I got them AR-15s in case the government gets too big for its britches. Because I'm going to fill the backside of them britches with some lead. I'm going to just say it to you. I'm going to say it to you plain. Your boy ain't going down without, he ain't going down without swinging. So that's the clip that Governor Roy Cooper sends out. And here's what he says. Quote, this is dangerous and not who we are as patriotic North Carolinians. Mark Robinson's assault weapons threats are bad enough, but an elected official sworn to uphold the Constitution advocating violent overthrow of our government shames North Carolina and puts our safety and democracy at risk. Okay, Mark Robinson did not actually threaten uh, or advocate, quote, violent overthrow of the government. He said the reason for having the AR-15 is in case the government... What he said gets too big for its britches, which means what? Turns despotic, goes tyrannical. That's the point. That's what the framers envisioned. 
and yes, you could buy cannons when the framers wrote the Constitution. There's this misperception out there that you couldn't buy cannons, weapons of war. Uh, yeah, you actually could. Did you ever see Magnum P.I.? Higgins had two of them. Anyway, and that wasn't even set in the Revolutionary Period. Uh, he did not advocate violent overthrow of the government. He simply said the weaponry is among the citizens in order to protect against a government that goes tyrannical. So you were able to keep that in check. But um, I do note the historical significance of a white male Southern Democrat governor who is unable to think of a single reason why a black man might be wary of his government going tyrannical. Hmm, that's a brain buster. Not really sure. What is Robinson thinking about? This was always this has always been funny to me that the arguments that uh, that blacks make about gun ownership and the wariness of them. The same thing, by the way, we saw it in the COVID shots, right? Where, where black people and media, by the way, took on the COVID stuff. Media took a much more sympathetic and understanding approach on the COVID shots. They were like, well, you know, black Americans, they have a bit of uh, uh, wariness when it comes to these types of government uh, programs and such. Yeah. I know. I'm aware of that history as well. Kind of why I'm wary, too. Are you saying I'm not allowed to be wary that examples of government disarming people and murdering them? You know, much like the indigenous people that were here that the U.S. government disarmed and then murdered. I'm not supposed to take a lesson from that because I'm I'm white. Is that the reason? That's weird. That would be a really weird thing to actually have to argue. But that is what they kind of say without having to say it because we don't have an honest or uh competent media class that will ask him that question because that's the argument that's always been the argument the hunting thing all that nobody needs that kind of weapon to shoot a deer right like it's andrew cuomo former governor of new york right like that's that's always been the argument it's to guard against tyranny and the fact that black americans had that same sort of uh concern with covid shots when you look at all the surveys and polling and you look at the way the media treated that versus the way conservatives who had the same exact wariness, but they were mocked for it. Same thing with the guns. Same thing with the guns. The um, Charlotte Observer editorial board, quote, in a statement this week, Robinson called the shooting in Uvalde evil, telling the families of the victims, quote, we are praying for you and we grieve with you. How hollow and hypocritical, they say. Now, why? Why? Why is that hollow and hypocritical? So you're saying he's not allowed to, um, he's not allowed to make those types of statements? He, he can't grieve with other people? He can't say things to try to bring comfort to others unless he completely caves on his positions on the Second Amendment? That's a really weird argument. Now, they don't even make an attempt to explain themselves, to explain that assessment. It's almost as if they think just writing something makes it true, which I guess in their world, they have been led to believe that. All right, we're going to shift gears next hour. Stay tuned. We're going to talk a little bit about China.